0: Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I am committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits so you can look forward to bedtime. This is episode four, and honestly, since we're early on in the game with this podcast, I wanted to share some of these sticky questions I get asked a lot, because these questions Every parent is 50% embarrassed to ask and also 50% nervous to ask. They realize they need to understand some ins and outs of what we're going to do together and what my sleep philosophy is. So I honestly just wanted to share this and get it out there because it will really set the stage for so many of our future episodes that I am excited to share with you, but we have to start at a foundation level. All right, y'all, before we dive into today's episode and talk about these sticky questions, I wanted to share a review that came in from Jacqueline, who is the mom of a four-month-old and a three-year-old, and honestly, we're currently in the middle of our time working together, and I am just so excited for her and the success that her family has shared, and she posted this review on my Facebook page, and I just knew I had to read it to you. Jacqueline says, I was going to wait to post my review until my time with Becca was over, but honestly, I couldn't wait to share how amazing she is. We started a week ago with my four-month-old, and he is now, a week later, slept through the night the past three nights in his crib, no pacifier, and cut out our night feeding. Naps are going great at daycare, too. I was desperate to get time with my husband and my three-year-old, but couldn't because my four-month-old was attached to me and slept with me, and I was exhausted. These past few nights have been absolutely life-changing for us. She held us accountable and supported us throughout all of it, and we couldn't be more thankful. Cheers to our new normal. So, are you ready to hear some of these sticky questions that I get asked almost on a daily basis? Okay, we're gonna dive into them and I am going to share with you these questions and share with you my answer and my passion for sleep. So probably the most common question I get is, Becca, are you gonna tell me to do cry it out? So y'all, I'm actually really, really passionate about setting the record straight when it comes to cry it out. The reason for this is because honestly, cry it out literally means It's the extinction method. You're going to close the door and ignore your child until 7 a.m. in the morning. Would I ever come into your family and tell you to do that? No, because I don't think that's actually effective. But I will say, you've probably heard people say, oh, well, I did cry down It worked. You should just try that. And unfortunately, I've actually heard pediatricians recommend this to parents just very blindly when they complain about sleep and the pediatrician says, oh, well, just you know, go ahead and let your husband watch the kid all weekend, and they'll go to sleep. You know, they'll, 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 they'll get it, they'll cry, just do cry it out. And I even had a recent client share with me that her pediatrician recommended they do cry it out. And when mom said she was uncomfortable with that, the pediatrician recommended that dad take the kid for the weekend and mom go out of town and dad could get the job done. And honestly, that really rubbed me the wrong way because there is a no one size fits all. While cry it out, like the true extinction version does work for some families, it doesn't work for everybody. And you might be listening to this having tried that before, right? Like you might have thought, okay, well, we're going to do this, we're just going to do cry it out. And they're going to have to figure it out on their own. But what you might have done was let them cry for about maybe 45, 50 minutes, 60 minutes, And then you went in and did something about it. Well, that's not cry it out. That's conditioning your baby to cry for a certain period of time. And then you're going to help them do something. There's two ways to look at this. One, you've literally been doing cry it out, like extinction method completely. And that worked for you. Or you've been trying what you thought was cry it out and you're not getting the results you want. And so back to the question of, am I going to come in and tell you to do cry it out? No, I'm not. But on the other side of this, the other end of the sleep spectrum, I also do not represent a no-cry sleep solution. I just don't believe that that's something that can be effective. I am here to help your baby and your child learn how to sleep and get the fastest connection to sleep with the least amount of crying. So is your baby going to protest? Oh yeah, they are definitely going to protest because who likes change? Y'all, it doesn't matter if it is the seven-month-old I'm working with or the seven-year-old they don't like change and they both express their dislike of change with crying or perhaps whining at an older, you know, preschooler age. And so, yes, we can expect your child to be upset. But what I always share with parents is that you would be doing this incorrectly if it got to be night after night after night of endless crying. So maybe that's the situation that you're in. Maybe you find yourself in this position of night after night after night of crying and protesting, and you just don't know what's going on. Well, I feel like it's obviously my job to let you know that if you've been experiencing night after night after night of cry it out, then that is not something that clearly works for your baby or your family. And so honestly, I don't represent cry it out, but I do want you to know, yes, your baby is going to cry. However, the amount of crying should not ever be night after night after night. So just know if that's been happening, I want you to reach out to me because we need to find a way that works for your family and it works quickly. Okay? Okay. So of course, once we clear the air about what cried out really is and what I represent and the way that we would work together, of course, their next question is, okay, Becca, but like how long, like how long should my baby be crying? And y'all, I'm asked this about newborns and about 12 month olds. Again, it doesn't matter. Everybody wants to know, well, what's the magic number? So if you've got your pens ready or if you're driving and you're really going to memorize this, here it is. There's no magic number. (laughs) I'm sorry, and I'm not trying to trick you. I honestly am not tricking you. So hang tight. Y'all, there is no magic number of how long your baby is going to cry or should cry or how long is too long. There is no magic number because it's all about having a purpose and a plan. Okay, so if we go back to the cry it out method, then you're going to let your baby cry for hours on end on night one and on night two, perhaps even on night three. And the deal is that there's going to be a lot of crying. And of course, this goes into what your personal parenting philosophy is. But what I want you to know is that it's really just about having a plan and a process and getting to the other side. So if we backtrack this and look at just age groups, I would never ask a newborn to cry for a prolonged period of time. I just wouldn't because they're small and they have a lot of needs and they can't do things for themselves. That's why in my newborn course that's coming out really soon, we are going to look at the fact that, you know what, your newborn can't self-soothe, so we've got to help them. And in those cases, no, there's not going to be a lot of prolonged crying because they honestly they just can't help themselves. But when your baby grows older, there is going to be protest and there is going to be your baby crying because you're working through change. And again, nobody likes change. So while I said you shouldn't have crying night after night after night, there also is no magic number of okay your baby should cry for X amount of minutes and then you should do something about it, or your baby can only cry for X amount of minutes and then you should be done. There really is no answer to how long should I let my baby cry because on night one when you're making change it's going to be really tough and what I really want you to avoid is conditioning your baby to cry so that you will do something about it okay and it's all about having a plan so when I share with families that I don't represent cry it out and we can teach your baby how to make an amazing connection to sleep in just a few nights they always want to know okay Becca that's great but like I cannot handle crying. And y'all, if I had a dollar for every single time a parent told me this, they think they're the only ones and I would have a whole lot of dollar bills. I would have hundreds of them. And because honestly, nobody likes to hear their kid cry, right? I mean, we want what's best for them and we don't ever want our kids to be upset and we don't ever want them to cry. But again, that's part of the process. My toddler... She thinks that she would be the happiest kid ever if she could watch shows and movies all day long. Now, would that make her happy? Yes, probably. Would that be a wise decision to do every single day? No. (laughs) And so, you know what? We have a lot of tantrums when we tell her she can't watch TV during the day, right? We've got to have a time limit. We can't just do this all day long. And it's the same thing with sleep. Y'all, we've got to have a plan and a purpose, but we've also got to understand that It's not going to be comfortable for your baby, and it's not going to be comfortable for you. So that's why you need the power of a group, you need the power of a coach, and having accountability. So over the weekend, I went to a group fitness class, like body pump, at our local gym. And oh my gosh, it's two days later, and I am still really sore. And if you've been following me on Instagram, I have shared the fact that I don't work out. Like I, I I just don't, it's not ever been something that's been a part of my life. But the reason I went was because a friend invited me and I honestly didn't have anything else to do. So I was like, okay, fine. And it's within walking distance. So I really didn't have an excuse. So I went and it was really difficult. And I honestly would have quit very soon if it hadn't been for the fact that there was a whole room full of women working together. And there were grandmothers in the room (laughs) working out and lifting weights way heavier than me. And it was just in this environment where I felt encouraged and motivated that I could do it that honestly made me stick with it and made me excited to go back another time. And that is why I love having support okay, that is why I am so dedicated to offering group coaching. That's why I'm so dedicated to offering coaching in general is because you can't do this journey alone. And my dream is that one day, sleep consulting becomes just as known and regular as a lactation consultant or a doula or a midwife. I, like I really feel like that movement of having doulas and midwives and lactation consultants, like that's getting very normal, but yet there's still this stigma for some reason that you shouldn't or you don't have to ask anyone for help with your baby's sleep. But the fact is, that is the foundation of your health and your baby's health. So if we can just honestly look at the fact that we can have a plan, whether that's with me or whether you DIY it, if you have a plan, and you have a purpose to what you're doing, and you stay committed, then you need to be seeing the light within a few nights time. I am so passionate about speaking truth into that, because I want this to be something that yields the best results for your baby and for your family. And I firmly believe that when you have a baby, who is well rested, they are happier, they are healthy, and they are eager to explore the world around them. And that is why I am so passionate about resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. So whether you're listening to this podcast and you feel motivated to go talk with your partner and those involved in your child's sleep life, to get everybody on the same page and committed to a plan, I love that and I am so glad that this podcast is pushing you and encouraging you to do that. But if you're also listening to this podcast and you're like, oh my gosh, I need a hand to hold (laughs) and I need someone to tell me what to do, then that's what I'm here for. So I would love for you to connect with me on Instagram. It's my favorite place to really connect with my listeners and to connect with families all over the world. So head on over to at littlezsleep on Instagram and send me a message. Let me know what you are looking to change. Send me your goal. What is it that you want to change in your child's sleep? And we'll talk about how we can actually come to the other side of your baby sleeping 11 to 12 hours because that's what they need. Y'all, my hope today is that within this episode, I was able to shed light on some of these sticky questions and some of these questions that you have probably been thinking about even within these last three episodes. So I am just excited to share my philosophy on sleep and how I work with families. So again, connect with me over on Instagram at littlezsleep. Share with me what you want to see differently in your family's sleep story because it's actually sharing that and getting those goals out there that initiates the plan. I am really looking forward to seeing you here next week. Sweet dreams. See you next time.